Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Here we go then for another lip-smacking, thirst-quenching, dog-barking podcast. Yeah, yeah. As we head towards the playoff final on Sunday at Ashton Gate against Hartlepool. What a fantastic week it is to be a Talker United fan. Um, Richard, sometimes we worry that we're not going to have enough to talk about on the podcast. No such worries this week. No, even Rudy wanted to come in and, and be part of this one. Um, he's now up there with his mother, but you can probably just about hear him complaining about that. It wouldn't be the same if we didn't somewhere have a dog barking no, in, no, the, uh, in the Yellow Army podcast. Indeed. I did joke with, the, with Gary the week before that um, the dogs might be a good addition to the crowd because they were so loud, but they would have been drowned out. I think they would. Yeah, they would. By the plastic hand clappers. Yeah. We did try to get Neil Diamond on the podcast this week. I, I found a couple of Neil Diamond accounts on Twitter, um, but none of them were the real Neil Diamond. <laughs> so um, so I don't, sadly, we can't get Sweet Caroline sung in person. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Wouldn't that be well. a cue? Would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I've tried to contact Herb Alpert often enough, but he doesn't seem to want to know either. Uh, they, 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 they're just not interested they're in not. little old ass, are they? Yeah, you wait till we get back in the league. Then, yeah, then, then they'll be flocking to us. Absolutely. But good times never seem so good, as the old song oh. says. What a great week. Um, I, because of, of work commitments, you weren't able to have a chat with Gary this week, so, so I got sent instead... Well, I, I had a chat with Gary on Tuesday morning over the phone, as I normally do, while I was putting together Herald Express. And then we had a lovely phone call from, from Patrick inviting us to play more, didn't we, um, uh, on Wednesday morning, which yeah. I couldn't make because I was putting together other newspapers. But uh, you, you rolled up and were able to have a chat with Gary uh, in the sunshine. It was great. It was really nice. Good to be up at Playmore. The pitch looks fantastic, by the way. You would just want to go out and play football on it. Um, but the players were in there for training yesterday. Unusual for a Wednesday. They mm. don't usually get in there on a Wednesday. But because it's a Sunday kickoff, obviously, for the playoff, um, routines are slightly interrupted. But anyway, uh, this is um, this is the chat that I had in the sunshine with um, Gary, a man who's right on top of his game at the moment. Really enjoyed this. Have a listen in. Gary, it's a fantastic day out here on the pitch at Playmore. It's a fantastic week for the club. You must be looking forward to the weekend massively. Uh, absolutely, yeah. We're all looking forward to it very, very much. Um, it's a final. It's um, it's a prize that you've been working for all season, some longer than others. You know, <laughs> it'd been nice to have gone up automatically, but we didn't. But uh, the lads have been working hard. They've put their full focus into doing what we need to do. Uh, no one's moaning that they've missed their holidays or anything like that. Um, and we're all determined to get this football club to the football league so you've given them a couple of days off but they're back in back in training today and uh, building up for the weekend no they haven't had a couple of days off no no <laughs> we we decided to uh you know get them in what would they do anyway and uh we did a review of the game because we was very pleased with some of the things uh against Notts county and there's other things that we needed to slightly improve on so we had a good chat about that we went down to babacombe just to put them in the sea and uh, rest their legs a little bit and rejuvenate their legs, if you like. Uh, you didn't run them back up the hill, did you? 
well, actually, <laughs> they, they, we didn't run them up the hill, no, but it was it was hard work, and uh, I was pleased to make the top in the end, and uh, everybody gave me a round of applause. And <laughs> actually, it wasn't me they gave a round of applause, it was my surgeon they gave a round of applause to. <laughs> um, it was a, bit, it's a steep hill, I wouldn't recommend it, but um, no, the late, it, it was fine, and so that was a rest day, and then we worked yesterday on a few things, and we're working today, it's just Thursday off, yeah. and then Friday, Saturday will be all our organisational set play stuff. We've used the phrase before that this is not your first rodeo. How, how, does your, how can your experience help what must be a really quite excitable dressing room? It's got us this far, I suppose. Um, and I think it's, I've, I've just got to be myself. You know, I, I, they know what I've done and where I've been. So when you do give them the information, they know that you've been there, you've yeah. done it. And uh, that belief then comes from that. You know, you can't, you can't say to people that we should do this, do that, if you haven't done it previously yourself or it's not been successful yeah. previously. And uh, some of these boys were with me during those times. So I think they've got a belief in their staff, in the club, and they've got a belief in their teammates. Mm. And all they need now is that belief in themselves. And once we get all that, yeah, the world's your oyster, as I say. Sitting up in the stand Saturday didn't feel like it could have gone much better, but there were things you felt needed working on and, and you've, you've picked a couple of things up from that. Yeah, well, you're never going to get the perfect game ever. I don't think any team's ever played the perfect game. Um, but the game that's in my head, I have to keep reiterating and passing over to the boys and, and hope that they can see my game in their head, in their heads and, and play to the play to the plan if you like and um, and for, for the most part they did that the biggest thing that you have to do is put in the work rate and the work ethic um, and that um, you know that way of playing where the opposition know that you're up for it and uh, and that's what you've got to do and I think for a final people are going to be up for it anyway yeah every finals near enough 50 50. Uh, you've got to try and make sure that uh, you play the percentages. You don't make as many mistakes as you're trying to make them make. Um, and you know, you, you've got to try and have more shots than them, more corners. You've got to, try, you know, to keep yeah. keep it out of your box and get into there. All those sort of things on a one-off game are, are really important. Just looking back to Saturday once more, the atmosphere in here was fantastic, wasn't it? The, the, the crowd were the, you said after the game, the crowd were very much the 11th man for you. Absolutely, they were. Uh, and when I say 11th man, and some people went, oh, you know, it's really the 12th man. I said it because you can't tell me that the crowd weren't in our team on Saturday. That's why I wanted that 11th man and the people that were football intelligent understood that. Um, and they must have all been football intelligent because, as you say, the atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. And the club planned it on and off the pitch, and it worked. Both, you know, you, you need the supporters to buy into it, of course. Um, but with the music and the, the drums back and the, the, the clappers, you know, as I said, the clappers were a stroke of genius. They were. By a member of our board. Um, are you like everybody else? Have you had Sweet Caroline going round in your head all week? <laughs> yeah, you, you do. And sometimes you you can pick a song that you know people don't really want to hear because of the maybe different age groups and that. But certainly that song took off 
uh, and it's the, you know, the right time to sort of get everybody singing a song that they know in a semi-final. And uh, everybody wanted to be entertained, they come to the party and they wanted to enjoy the party and uh, as I say the organisation off the pitch helped that and also the play on the pitch helped that with the goals at the right times, all that sort of thing. Brilliant. You, you were talking before the game on, it is last Saturday isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, about playoff football being different to football and you've just talked about how these games can be very tight 50-50 and then yeah. you go out on Saturday and score after 36 seconds or whatever. Yeah, it is. I know. Um, I think you expected a tighter game on Saturday in terms of goals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're now playing Hartlepool who just beat Stockport 1-0 in a very tight game which yeah. I'm sure you sort of recognised as a playoff game. Yeah. Do you think this might be different on Sunday? Um, You've obviously had a good look at them and yeah. you know, their game. Yeah, we've had a good look at their yeah. game, and yeah, I, I don't want to give anything no, no, away no. in case anybody reads your paper or listens to your radio. Um, but um, you have to play your game first and foremost. That's yeah. what you have to do. I mean, I'm sure their manager is going to be saying you've got to score within 30 seconds, <laughs> and we'll be saying that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's there's no secrets there. Um, and then it's it's what happens on the day. Yeah. These games are always close yeah. because there's so much at stake. Um, and then you hope that the quality of your team comes out more than the quality of the opposition because both teams getting to this stage have got quality. Look at the two teams they've knocked out. Yeah, yeah. They've knocked out Stockport, we've knocked out Notch County. Yeah. So you've got to respect um, the, the two teams for what they've done. Yeah. Was, was Dave, did somebody say that Dave Challoner was, was here on, on, on Saturday? Did you hear that? Uh, no, no. I, I think he had a scout here. Right, yeah, um, he, he didn't I mean, turn up. No, yeah, if he, yeah. if he, he could have been here, and yeah, you know, yeah, credit quite. to him if he was. But yeah, it's a yeah. long old trip, isn't it, when you yeah. can watch it on the telly? I think we knew most of the people who were here on Saturday, and I, I didn't so. know yeah. said to you, but Lee was here. And, uh, yeah, no, that's Did he fine. come down out of interest and, and uh, to, yeah. to support you? Yeah, or? he come down to support me and yeah. support his mum. Uh, she was a bit nervous. Well and, uh, of course, yeah. he gave Benji a little text to say that uh, he'd be down. That's was going to help me because yeah. that, if, if Benji then suddenly thinks, you know, I've got to impress both my managers, then uh, that might uh, give him uh, a little bit of a percentage, which he showed yes. when he came on. He, yeah. he, he was a bit of a threat, wasn't he? Yeah. And it certainly, yeah. when they needed to get back in the game, he, he kept the ball for a few minutes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is he come, planning to come on, on Sunday, Lee? Yeah, Lee yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. He hasn't gone off on. Well, nobody's no, going no, on no, holiday, not yet. No, no, he's, he's working hard yeah. for Sunderland yeah. at the moment, but uh, he's down in Bristol, so uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah, good. And any, uh, were there any, uh, there were quite a few tired legs at the end of 120 minutes on, on yeah. uh, Saturday. Um, I think everybody spotted Dean Moxie, looked as if he was. <laughs> Uh, uh, at the end of his sort of, um, tether, uh, fitness-wise, yeah. is he all was he all right? Um, yeah, he's uh, fine. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's. It was tired. When when everybody puts in that amount of yeah. work to yeah. win a game like that, and the atmosphere, you know, and you, you're doing your best, it, it drains you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and 120 minutes in that heat. Yeah. You know, it's it's fantastic yeah. to get through whether you're. 20 or 40, not yeah. that he's 40, but um, no. and I thought he had a great, a great game. Absolutely. And yeah. his, his penalty was uh, world class, let's yeah. say. Was he well. always due to take it 
um, a penalty if it came up, or, or it, it, I mean, it, Asa's it, taken them. And, yeah, no, and he's due to take a penalty. Yeah. But when we when we did all the um, reviews, uh, you know, when we did all that penalty taking, yeah, uh, as in competition, uh, he was the one that we felt that we felt most comfortable with. Yeah. You know, they yeah. all probably took quite a few penalties in the build-up, and um, because you know, Dean doesn't just go that way. He can put them bottom left, bottom yeah. right, top right, top left because he's got that sort of quality. Yeah. And he can smash it down the middle as well. So I don't think I'm giving the Hartlepool keeper any opportunity of working out no. what he does. No, no, no. <laughs> and of course, that was one thing we didn't really talk about before Saturday, you know, that it didn't go to penalties and thank goodness it didn't. But that's something no doubt you've planned for yeah of course do, do you have a, a set roster of boom, one, yeah two, three, you, four, you will we will do and that's yeah. why you have to look at them so that you pick the right people right. at the right, right time and who takes the first one who takes the last one yeah um, you know, do, you, do you leave your last one uh, to be your best one yeah. when you might already have lost it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of scenarios but uh, can't tell you right now no, when, no, when the no, game's over no. I'll tell you yeah how we yeah I presume that the list it. that you had in mind last Saturday won't change hugely for this Saturday, no probably but, won't uh, no um, but we, we didn't have yeah we had a list yes, but we course. didn't need it thank yeah, you yeah well United won promotion at Wembley in 1991 uh, where the first five penalties went yeah <laughs> no one had actually planned for the sixth penalty uh, yeah, and neither yeah. had Blackpool yeah and our goalkeeper oh, took the sixth penalty yeah. and well, scored. And well, only times you see that, you know, it yeah, goes yeah, right through yeah. to the goalie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah they, no, they ain't got so, a bit. Uh, and Gareth Howells won us promotion with a <laughs> our goalkeeper with a penalty at Wembley. Did he? So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough then. These yeah. things, but I'm Hopefully, sure you'll, yeah. have, you'll have the number six as well <laughs> in mind. Well, it's, but, what you, what, it's what you said about experience and that, you yeah. know, I've, I've been there, done it, I know what, what, what works, what doesn't. You've had Lucas, Lucas taking a few just in case. Good to chat to Gary as well. The other voice you heard there was uh, our old mate David Thomas. Mm -hmm. By the way, we had uh, a two-handed um, press conference as well. Great news, first of all, for girls fans that Gary signed a contract extension this week. Yeah, um, snuck it up on us, didn't they? Just they before, did. yeah, just before the big game. Um, it was nice to see that announced, uh, win or lose. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously. We've all got faith in Gary and so is, so is the club. And it's a great statement of intent again from the club after a difficult year when they've had very little income coming in um, to actually to put pen to paper on a contract with a manager who's, uh, who's kind of transformed the fortunes of the club. And they're clearly looking ahead, aren't they? Whatever happens on Sunday. Absolutely. Gary's yeah. with us um, and the club obviously has faith in its manager. And let's not forget that this will be his third promotion from the National League Stroke Conference if mm. it happens. Indeed, yeah. He's, he's been here before, as we mentioned in the chat earlier on, you know, his experience, it's got us this far. Um, and yeah, he is able to um, you know, sort of get that message across to players who maybe haven't been in this position before. Um, it, it's going to be going to be interesting, but that's really good news. That put a smile on everybody's face ahead of um, yeah. ahead of the game. The biggest smile was reserved for, uh, for for the inclusion of Danny Wright in the team. Obviously, that was terrific. It's, we you kind of think it's well, it was a well kept secret, but it wasn't because we knew he'd come back sooner or later. Yeah, and I the, did ask Gary two weeks. Well, I've been asking Gary every week. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 we talked about that last uh, on Tuesday. Um, 
I, I talk to Gary every week and uh, a little while ago he, I, I said, look, I'm going to ask the question again. How are the, the injured players? Is there any chance of any coming back for this game, whatever game it was? And at one point he said, look, you can ask me the question, it's your job, and I'm happy to be asked the question, but you're very rarely going to get, 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 get an answer about injured players from me, yeah. which is absolutely fine. We've, we've talked about why we don't want to give opposition any kind of um, advantage. Um, and he, he, even Danny Wright on his interview with, uh, with, with the website sort of highlighted the fact that it was a, it was a well-kept secret. Well, because, yeah, and he, he mentions on there as well that he was he was practically fit to play in the yeah. Altrincham game. Yeah. Well, well, Gary said that to me on Tuesday. He basically said uh, the Altrincham came, game came along. If we needed to win that game, mm. get, uh, uh, Danny would have played. Yeah. But because of the situation where we didn't need to win the game, uh, it didn't affect the outcome of uh, where we would end up in the playoffs, then... Um, it meant that he he could have two weeks extra to train and be ready and and match fit and and you know he played ninety minutes. That was remarkable, wasn't it? You you kind of thought, in fact, that the BT commentators mentioned on the highlights. Well, maybe they'll get an hour out of him, mm. but he was he got ninety minutes and he it looks as if he was still raring to go at the end of that. Absolutely, as well. we hope that he got through it okay. He he looked completely fine in that interview, which was conducted after the game. So. There's no reason to, to, to think that he, he won't be involved on Sunday. Brilliant stuff. There's so much to talk about from last weekend's game as well. For those people who were lucky enough to be there or who watched the coverage on TV, which I've watched it since, as I'm sure everybody has. The coverage was terrific on yeah. TV, by the yeah. way. Didn't play more look great. It did. And and one of the things that I I found interesting after watching the Stockport-Hartlepool game on Sunday was how the atmosphere was so much better than that game. Yeah. Um, the the atmosphere was created by the club, as as Gary says, uh, and he pays tribute to the club for creating the atmosphere and then taken on by the fans. Yeah. Who who embraced the preparations with the hand clappers, and an extraordinarily <laughs> extraordinarily well crafted pre game song playlist they work because you and I being being music anoraks we kind of noticed these things and there were three or four times before the game when we both looked at each other and went was that the charlatans and, or something and you got it was a good playlist wasn't it was it? a there good was, playlist yeah, it, uh, was uh, it was it was it was all the songs in the in the the, the 20 minutes mm. run up to the to kick off were all well known well singable well chantable yeah. songs with with little bits that fans can can join in with, and they did. And um, you know, there were kids with hand clappers, and and dads with yeah. hand clappers, and mums. We should what, one mum specifically <laughs> next to me shouting at the dad with a hand clapper to shut up. There was um. We should explain this for somebody who wasn't. In fact, I meant to bring mine today, and I left them at home, um, because my daughter picked up a, a pair from her seat. Plastic hand clappers. They're kind of a plastic hand with another hinged plastic hand attached. That when you wave them in the air, they clap together with a dreadful noise. But when you've got about fifteen hundred of them going at the same time, they sound pretty good, don't they? Uh, what I will say is, for, for those of you who have them, uh, keep them. Don't chuck them away. They're plastic. Keep them for prosperity yes. as a thing of Talk United. Oh, absolutely. And we'll talk during the summer. We'll talk about Talk United memorabilia and things like yeah. that. Your plastic clapping hands. Yeah. And, along with your gold flags from the uh, National yep. League South promotion match or yep. the championship match rather uh, all of these things have a value of their own don't they 
Um, Sweet Caroline, I'm going to get the annoying... <laughs> I'm going to get the annoying I told you so bit out of here first. People who've been listening to this podcast for a long, long time will recall that back in the mists of time, Dave Thomas and I were talking about songs that you should play over the PA, maybe even something you should play when we score a goal, because some teams do and some teams don't. And we talked about Sweet Caroline being one of those... We put it on in a pub once. It's a song that, that galvanises people. There's a pub in Peyton that a lot of people will know, the Old Manor in Preston, that has a pool table, a dartboard and a jukebox. The kind of holy trinity for a night out <laughs> in the pub. Um, and we were in there a couple of years ago and we put Sweet Caroline on the jukebox and the whole place stopped. There was a, a kind of a silence for a moment and we thought, hang on a minute here, this, this has not been a good move. But at that point, everybody suddenly just joined in. It's one of those songs that gets people going. And Dave and I said, how about Sweet Caroline? Of course, it's had a life of its own in sport over the, the last, I don't know, mm. five, six, seven years. Exeter Chiefs use it all the time. It's a big emotional yeah. theme up there. Um, yeah, and a lot of clubs use it. And it was nice to see it, see it being used to, or hear it being used to play more. It's a... Um, Neil Diamond is a, a, an odd choice for, for, for a seaside town sure. in, in yeah. Torquay, but it works. And, um, you know, we, we all like a bit of Neil Diamond secretly, oh, don't can, we? I mean, you know, he had his, his heyday in the 70s and 80s, but he's, he's done some decent stuff with Rick Rubin as well in the past he has, 10 yeah. years. So, yeah. you know, it's not all... It's not all uh, he went down the Vega, John, Vegas glamour. Went down the Johnny Cash route, he did, didn't he? And had he a Rick did. Rubin album. Yeah, good album, that is. Are we going to podcast about music one day? Yeah, one day. Should we get back to football? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Notts County game on Sunday, I make it. That was Talkie's 50th game of the season. Was it really? It's been a long season. It's a lot of games to cram oh, in since the end of October. We've watched all of those games. Of course, you know, um, I haven't been going to an away game the, the last two seasons because I don't, I don't think it's justified. Um, when you can watch the game on either a stream or on BT Sports, so yeah. Um, but that does mean that I've watched every game. Um, That's a lot of games. Yeah, Mike. that is a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't equated it to fifty. Fifty uh, first will be the biggest one. I make it fifty. I may be uh, I may be one or two out, but um, I make it fifty games. So uh, yeah, long long season. There's players who've been almost ever present during that as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of players. Yeah. Sam Shering is one who's played every, all but one game. I think well done played. to Sam Shering for getting in the team of the the, the National mm. League team of the year. I noted. Um, I think that we, we we might have had a few more in there. To be yeah. honest with you, Connor should have been in there. I think, um, and possibly Danny Wright. Although you know, Danny Wright didn't win the Player of the Season at Torquay because of his extensive yeah. spells yeah. out. But um, when he's been in, wow. Oh, oh let's, okay, let's talk about the game itself then. That start, you know, you can rerun that little bit of video again and again and it's just, it's a training ground move that's come off perfectly. It's a training it? ground start that's come off perfectly. Yeah. Um, Gary completely caught uh, Notts County out by playing Kyle Cameron on the left and the first thing that happened was the ball was punted up to Kyle Cameron on the left. He won a header the ball dropped down. It ended up going out. Uh, but Danny Danny Wright was involved in yeah. that move as well. It ended up going out for a uh, for for a throw in. Uh, Dean Moxie ran out to take the throw in, and everyone's expecting a long one into yeah. the box. Yeah. But I, I kind of noticed it because it happened right in front of us as well that Joe Lewis was completely unmarked. So Dean spotted him. Little dink throw to Joe Lewis, and what a cross and what a header. Yeah. Now after the game, I kept on hearing that apparently it was offside. But I don't think I it, can't see it off. I, I've it, looked at it. It, it certainly came off 
the Notts County defender, Adam Chickson. Yeah, so... Um, but that wouldn't have happened but for the presence of um, Danny Wright and right behind him as well, Kyle Cameron. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was it was, it was a brilliant goal. It was a brilliant way to start. The, if Playmore had a roof, it wouldn't anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And of course, the, um, the, the crowd... The crowd in the family stand um, around us is made up at the moment. That right down in front of us, the Torquay players, and just to the side of us are friends and family. Yeah, aren't they? Interesting. That so is, they isn't it? really get into the game, don't the, they? Uh, the kids, there, there, there are a bunch of kids there, and I'm guessing brothers, or, or uh, I don't know, but um, some of them had lemonade on the back of their shirts, and some <laughs> yeah. of them had Evans on the back of their shirts. Okay, but. And, and people were on their feet straight away. There's a guy standing next to us who stands all the way through the game. Yeah. So uh... I'd, I've been tempted to, tend to sit down a couple of times. I think specifically when it was Dean Moxie's penalty, and uh, I had to stand up and look in between shoulders to watch the watch the goal. But um, I there's worse things in the world, and let let them enjoy their moment. Oh, the enthusiasm up there at the moment is incredible. Um, it was that was the guy, by the way. I was saying that his wife kept telling him to shut up. Was that right? Very excited. He was and. With, with very, very good reason. But it's interesting, you know, the players are occasionally during the warm-up, they'll snatch a little look up into the stands and mm. wave to somebody yeah. or something. You know, they, the, the bonds between that part of the crowd and the uh, the players are uh, terrific. Now, Notts County got back into the game with a, a very, very good goal. Beautifully headed goal by Rodriguez. Yeah, he, he, was, he was their best player, I think, on the yeah, day as he's, well. he's done very well. Now, Torquay's second goal, again... I could do a whole podcast just talking <laughs> about Adam Randall. So, uh, it, it, it's it's Ben Winter that wins the ball. He does. Uh, with a, with yeah. a lovely challenge. Yeah. yeah. And it pops to to um, Adam Randall, doesn't it? And he takes it round the first player with How does he do ease, that? Yeah, he, take, he kind of right, takes right it on the Right yeah. on the edge of the pitch, so it's almost on the line. He takes it, he does that, he cuts inside... He does a little bit with his left foot, a little bit of a shimmy, and then he pulls the ball back. Perfect, wasn't perfectly it? to the position where I mean, Mark Ellis has, has gone back too far towards his own goal. By the time he's turned around, Danny Wright's got the ball. A bit at his like feet. that Wales goal yesterday. He's knocked it? in it. Don't start me off on Wales. <laughs> Listen, this is a when when the two football teams in your life are talking United <laughs> and Wales. This is it's a not very, been a bad week. Very good week. <laughs> let me tell you, it doesn't happen very often, but it's very very good. But I mean, that was another great goal. I mean, disappointing to concede the equaliser, which Chickson got. So theoretically, Chickson scored twice at that end. Yeah. But um, it's into extra time. There was still that feeling that it was still Torquay's game, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I never know how to read games when it gets to that. I mean, let, let's face it, it was a bloody good game of football again. It was, and yeah. Both, both of the... Um, the games that we've been on BT Sport recently have been very good games of football. Mm-hmm. The Stockport game was excellent, the 2-2. Um, and it's Stockport who I expected to be playing, to be honest. Well, but, yeah. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll play whoever's there, but yeah. I thought Stockport, over the course of the season, were a far better side. Absolutely. Um, than Hartlepool. That's not disrespecting Hartlepool in any way, but I just thought Stockport, Stockport spent a fortune on putting mm. that side together yeah. uh, and haven't even made the playoff final. So that's, uh, that's a big, big blow for them. But yeah, I agree with you. I thought Stockport were going to be the team that we were going to face. The extra time was. I, I, I hate extra time. <laughs> I hate I hate anything about these big games when I'm when I'm watching them afterwards. Yeah. I can really enjoy it. Yeah. But the nerves jingling away in the back of the head. 
Yeah. But how brave was Asa Hall? Oh, that was a wonderful header, header wasn't it? For the and third goal. Because as, as, um, as one of our um, regular podcasters, uh, Bob from Walking Football, pointed out the other day, he knew going in for that that he was 90% certain to get clattered. Yeah. Uh, and he did. He stuck his head in there. It was a horrible head-to-head collision. Could have been worse. He was, you know, he got away with the, some cuts and bruises. We're hoping he's all right for the final as well, by the way. I'm hoping that no uh, kind of... Um, head injury protocol no, has, no, uh, has kicked in. We won't know that until the time until the team sheet. But no, um, let's keep our fingers point, crossed. Um, but I mean, there was some speculation afterwards that he'd been injured in the pylon that no, uh, followed the when, goal. When you, was, the, yeah, was, when you see the slow motion of the it was of, a of, crack of, of heads, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, he gets his head to the ball first, and momentum then takes him into the defender's yeah. head, who yeah. is who is coming for the ball as well. It was an accidental thing, obviously, but. Um, yeah, uh, and I think he, he didn't realise himself how much he was hurting until the celebrations had died down. <laughs> when, and when he was when, the last one laying on the pitch. Once the adrenaline had yeah, stopped, yeah. hang on a minute, this is uh, this is smarting a bit. But yeah, I mean, that was a great goal. We've had that kind of thing from Asa all season, haven't we? He's been brave, committed. Yeah. I mean, there were one or two people saying last season, well, you know, look, he's, he's, he's knocking on a bit. This is in relative terms. He's yeah. not knocking on a bit in comparison to you and me, Richard. But no. In football terms, but what a season! You know, he's top scorer. Mm. He's been almost ever present. Um, he's he's started coaching. Goals, he's coaching. He's 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 instrumental in that midfield. I think he's had a brilliant season. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's been it's been good for him, and uh, let's hope he's all right for the final. Yeah, and you know, let's hope we see him next season as well. Absolutely, and then the the clinching goal. Um, it was harsh on Notts County, but. As Gary said yesterday, you earn these things. I mean, Connor Lemonhavens was in the box. Ellis got a terrific tackle on him. Um, Lemonhavens went over. There was contact. Um, yeah, there was. There was, there was contact. definitely contact. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in in this day and age, it's all very well to say he got the ball first, but um, it's, it's that's not always. Tackle, yeah, that's yeah. not always the situation that 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 leads to the penalty. Um, look, if if if. If we conceded that penalty, we would have been just as annoyed as they were. Uh, let's face it. But um, but the ref gave it, and we've had our fair share of bad decisions go against us this season. Oh yeah, all's fair in love and playoffs. And didn't Dean Moxie take it well? Yeah, uh, it, interesting. Gary said uh, that he only asked him before the game whether he'd, he'd step mm. up for penalties um, because he'd had such a good week taking penalties yeah. in in the uh, in training and I, I guess they would have been taking a lot of penalties because it could have gone to penalties Yeah, and they will be again this week I'm sure um, when you saw him step up and you thought well Ace has just banged his head so that's yeah. that one but then Ace has missed a couple in the past anyway yeah. Scott Bowden would have been your man yeah. I, I guess if he'd been on the pitch he wasn't selected uh, I, I, I'm guessing although I've not heard that but Dan, I mean, Danny Wright's taken a couple this yeah, season as well hasn't he I'm guessing that Brett Bowden had a tweak or yeah. something that's why he wasn't in the squad um, Danny Wright was off yeah so you're looking around thinking who's going to take it well up steps 36 year old war horse war horse yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he just made a couple of really good tackles as well mm. in the game as well at the other yeah. end so it was a it was good reward for that to get that goal. And didn't he hit it well? Oh, Left foot, beauty, top corner, beauty. right in front of us. So that was even better. Yeah. Um, me peeking, peeking between the, the bodies of, of of a couple of people. But as yeah, long as you see the as long it. as you see the net move, I saw it and move. People start jumping yeah. up and down. You know it's gone in. But I think Dean Moxie has really come into his own in the second half of the season. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't. You know, he was injured for a while yeah. and he was back in the team. <clears> and we had Ryan Law in. Yeah, Ryan we were Law, very yeah. impressed with. 
And then Dean Moxie came back in and you, you realised, <clears throat> possibly then in comparison to Ryan Law being a young lad, that Dean Moxie just brought a little bit more experience, a bit more know-how. The throw-ins, you thought, actually, yeah, that's a really potent yeah. weapon. The free kicks from deep. Um, uh, he's, he's really come into his own second half of the season. Been there and done it, hasn't he? We all yeah. know that. I mean, I, 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 I remember watching him as a kid playing playing Manchester United because I was in the press box for that game yeah. all those years ago. Um, couldn't tell you the date, but it must have been around 2003 or four or something. And he, I think he was a kid playing in that game and, and obviously went on to play in the Premiership and yeah. Palace and played for, for many teams. And we were lucky to get him because Exeter, oh, I, Exeter think so. I, I think Exeter could have used him for another season. Yeah. Um, but they decided to let him go. And uh, thank you very much. Yeah, he's a really, really good, uh, really good. It's interesting that Gary didn't pick up on him straight away. <clears throat> or, or should I say pick him up straight away mm. after his release by Exeter. It was the fact that... Uh, Liam Davis's injury was so obviously bad for the, and he hasn't featured at all this season. No, no. That I think um, Gary, in the end, thought I, I need more cover here. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's it turned out to be a very very good signing, and um, you know that's, of course, in the playoff final last year, he got himself sent off. Didn't he, he did a terrible <laughs> lunge of a tackle. Yeah, so none of that on Sunday. Yeah. None of that on Sunday, Dean. If you happen to be listening. Uh, and then, obviously, wild scenes of celebration. I don't think I've seen celebrations on the pitch at a final whistle like that at Torquay for a long time. When no. when they won the National League South Championship, it was, well, if we don't do it this week, we'll do it next week, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But just as a one-off flash celebration, it was um, it was quite yeah, emotional. Good use of a it? finger click there. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, that, that, <laughs> uh, you kind of get away with these things when people can't yes. see what you're doing. But... Uh, couple of other things that I wrote down about that game. Um, a pub quiz question. Matt Buse, is that the first time we've played a fourth substitute in a competitive game? I don't know if we played one against Crawley. Uh, that's probably worth checking. Oh, we may have done. We may have done. Uh, yeah. But no, obviously the rules have changed. And, and, and if you've used all three subs in 90 minutes, you can now use a fourth sub if the game goes into extra time. And, and he came on for... Um, Fraser Hall. It, interestingly enough, uh, my my, uh, my wife and my mother were listening in the kitchen at home. Yeah. And uh, they were trying to work out why why Hughes was was start, was getting ready to come on, and then Hughes came on, and yeah. uh, Hughes Hughes, <laughs> what's happening? What's we happening? Like, Hang on a minute, there's some play that I haven't heard of. <laughs> they thought I was uh, about to enter the the, the pitch, yeah. I think, but uh, I had to explain it was Hughes. But he, I mean, he did well when he came on. It was, um, yeah, it's everything good about that game. Yeah. Um, we, we can't do the podcast without... Kimpioka, I think it's worth oh, yes, mentioning indeed. the yeah, fact yeah. that yeah. what an impact he made when he yeah. came on. Now, we know that he's struggled to to really make an impact much during his loan spell, but uh, um, but we've always said he, he will make an impact. And he didn't score, but two runs... Yeah. In that in that extra time was so dangerous that uh, and one led to a goal that um, you know he played his part immensely it, 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 coming on uh, for who did he come on for I can't remember did he come on for, did he come on for Danny Wright was I he think the he, Danny Wright replacement I'm not sure or Billy Waters came on as well didn't um, yeah but we can't remember but can't he made remember. an impact when he came on he came on in the in the, late in the second half and I love players like Benji as well because. They're so quick on their feet that on both of those runs, he lost the ball. Yeah. Then got it back. But he, he has a knack of being... He able, does, yeah. It's a very close 
contact with the ball. He stays very yeah. close to the ball, doesn't he? Or keeps the ball very close to him. So even when a player manages to get a foot in, he still manages to yeah. um, he, dig it out <laughs> again. He loses control and he's so quick that he gets yeah. it back again before the defenders had time to think about it. So, I mean, all of these players, again, as we as we say, the players that could have an impact in a one-off game on Sunday, coming on off the bench. Who's to say that the Hartlepool game won't go to extra time? I mean, Hartlepool play a much more they're closed a, game. They're a better team than they were when we beat them 5-0 oh, at God, the start yeah, of the season yeah. by, by some considerable margin. But as we were, just, we were t- saying up at Plainmore yesterday, what changed the game on Saturday was a goal after 35 seconds. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. Notts County, whatever their game plan put was, them, went out Put them the on the back, back foot immediately yeah. and then they had all the work to do. Uh, and even when they came back, you know, to get two one ahead again, yeah. you know, we never we never let them get into a position where they thought where, where first of all they were they were leading, but where they thought they they mm. they could win it. Yeah, and it, as you say, they were completely on the back foot. It opened the game up. It stretched the game from the first minute, to be honest, and yeah. that's kind of what made it so entertaining. They had a, they had a couple of periods, didn't they, when they looked the better side and they they, they, yeah. they went close, but. Yeah. Um, and they hit the crossbar uh, with a bouncing ball, I think, if I remember rightly. And uh, but they they never really really looked like no threatening us too much. No, no, they didn't. They, I think the I mean that little period where they hit the bar, they forced a great save out of Lucas yeah. Cobbland. Another player that we forget, to be honest. You know, you yeah. think back on the players who played really well there, and you're thinking of Connie, you're thinking of Danny Wright, but Lucas had another. Faultless game, really, Absolutely. didn't Absolutely. Well, I think they all played really well, yeah. didn't they? Joe Lewis had a great game, and then, you know, there's the, the, hardly a player on the pitch that you could find yeah. a fault with on, on, on Saturday. You can probably hear in our voices that, you know, there's still an excitement about that game from Saturday, yeah. isn't there? And it's part of the anticipation for Sunday. But, um, yeah, great, great game on Saturday. But thinking about Sunday, um, ticketing this week, Torquay fans, I mean, the season ticket holders got their playoff final tickets from Monday onwards. Mm -hmm. But then the general sale was yesterday. And in a way, it's a a tribute to how well Torquay United have done this season. But it's overwhelming again, the pressure for the uh, the ticket. Yeah, just over 300, 300, 3,000 available, isn't there? so there was never going to be enough tickets for the people no. who wanted them. My, my friend Mike was trying to get them all through morning. I think his neighbour, who's a big Torquay fan, got one. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of disappointed fans out there who couldn't get a ticket. There will be people who end up having to watch it on TV. And there are recriminations on, of course, there are on social media, because well, that's what social there, media there's is There's recriminations for. about anything on social yeah, media. That's, good, that's good, bad happens. or indifferent nowadays, isn't there? Um but we, I mean, I have spoken to the club this morning. I've asked the club to, um, you know, if, if they'll maybe answer some of the questions that the fans were asking on social media, and we await a response. But to be honest, I don't know what else they could have done. This is a, you know, it, it's Torquay United. This isn't the Glastonbury Festival. It's Torquay United Football Club with a small amount of tickets to get rid of, a fairly limited infrastructure with which to do it, and I'm not sure what else people expected Torquay to do. There's a, there's a bit of annoyance that, that apparently, from what we can under, understand, some Hartlepool fans couldn't get tickets from their end, so they bought tickets from Torquay. Now, uh, the fact is you, you you could buy a ticket and get it sent through the post to you, which is why they would have done that. Mm. However, I, I think once you look at the, the... It's very difficult, isn't it? Because the moment that you say that you've got to pick up tickets, you yeah. are discounting the ability of anyone further 
up the country yeah. who is a die-hard Torquay fan um, of getting to the game because, of course, unless they drive down to Torquay specifically to pick up a ticket yeah. and drive straight back again. So, get... I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I would have trusted the Royal Mail to get a ticket to me. I would have been, I, I'd be on tenterhooks now waiting for the, the mail to drop if I bought one and wanted it posted. And people picking up tickets in person as well would also have driven the coach and horses through the club's uh, COVID-19 bubble, yep. which, touch wood, has been extremely effective up yep. to now. Um, Dave Thomas and I, we both had our temperatures taken yesterday before we were allowed mm -hmm. into the ground. Quite right too. We had to sign the disclaimer that we were all fit and healthy quite right to and wear masks when we were in there nobody nobody minds doing that no no absolutely but if you'd had to go in and pick tickets up in person and prove who you were etc etc um there would have been a face-to-face -face contact of a kind that talkie have so far successfully managed to avoid absolutely yeah um, and well done and well done to them uh, Gary different. Gary has highlighted hasn't he quite often how well the the, the, the club has dealt with all the Covid protocols and George yeah. Edwards has put up a lot of a, a lot of guidelines etc yeah. for everyone yeah. at the club to follow and of course we've mentioned it before that the players have been in bubbles mm. so they yeah. haven't been able to go and visit family or haven't had no, to be, haven't right. been able to have family visit them which is another reason why it was so good to see the, all the players coming over to their families yeah. at the end of the game because it was a such a big thing for everyone and also i gather for anybody who's going up to bristol on sunday that bristol city are very hot you know they've they've almost also liked torquay very hot on the COVID guidelines. Yeah. So um, there will be some hoops to jump through, but it'll all be worth it Yeah, to get up there be. and, and yeah. watch the game. But yeah, I, I, you know, there are always, as you say, social media is, is built for people to um, to have a go and, and to, um, you know, to, to take out their frustrations. But I'm not sure Torquay could have played it any better. No. Um, but, indeed. We'll, we'll draw a line under that. When, when you've got a Hartlepool uh, fan standing next to you, uh, just, just put up with them, will you? <laughs> <laughs> just be nice to them, you yeah. know. But there we go. Um, Especially at the end. Talking of social media, here's an interesting one. Uh, ben Whitfield. Yeah. This week. But now, Ben Whitfield was on Twitter uh, last night to say that there's nothing in stories which have been circulating this week um, which say that he's being courted courted by Exeter and Swindon Court. What does that mean? Being taken out for country walks and going yeah. to a tea dance at the Redcliffe. Yeah. Um, being courted by other clubs uh, because he hasn't agreed a um, contract deal, which he he then had to go on to social media to say, this is not true, this is not happening. He said he didn't know where the story came from. Don't well, know yeah. you can tell where the story came from. The Swindon advertiser, I think, gives the name of the, 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 the chap who came up with the story. Yeah. Um, and then they go on to talk about how, how this striker is in, is interest to, to clubs. And, well, for a start, it's not a striker. But anyway, that's a, so he has been, I it's, guess. It's but a distraction we could have done without this I, it, weekend. It's, it's, it's silly season yeah. for other clubs, isn't it? Yeah. They've got nothing to write about. Yeah. It's, um, it's not the you first know, time. You know, Ryan Bowman is yeah. uh, being hinted at moving away from Exeter as well. Well, you know, if you look at where that's all come from, that's a similar kind of someone... Yeah. I'm not saying they're making it up because I'm not saying that they haven't spoken to people who might know, but it does get have a, have a kind of yeah. let's link this player with those clubs just to fill some internet word Indeed. space. And there are people who will go on, you know, there are whole accounts on Twitter which are based on spies and scouts and insiders and that, and it's uh, it ninety nine percent baloney. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and fair play to Ben Whitfield <clears throat> for coming out and, and, you know, sort of going on to Twitter 
uh, and putting that story to rest at a time when you know the squad needs to be very much together and focused and focused yeah, yeah. absolutely long long time ago long long time ago <laughs> I can still remember um, I was working at the Indy all those years back when uh, Adebayo Akinfema had been a talkie player for a season and had a, a pretty good season yeah um, and uh, it was it was the summer and uh, I remember I tried to ring Alex Russell for some reason for a story couldn't get hold of him and so I just thought oh, I'll give uh, Bayo a ring and I I spoke to Bayo as he was getting on a plane to New York for his summer holidays. Nice, yeah. Um, and he told me that he would not be signing for Torquay the following season. I ran the story in the Indy, um, had Mr Bateson on the phone the next day. Um, I've spoken to Bayo and Bayo says he never spoke to you. Well, I can categorically say he did speak to me. Yeah. It was a notebook job in those days. Nowadays, I, I, I record every conversation. But um, I did speak to him. Uh, he denied that he was leaving Torquay. Um, what happened? He left Torquay. Yeah. Um, so sometimes these stories do come from somewhere. Um, but, you know, it's just... It's just sometimes... Players say a tiny thing to someone and that sparks interest elsewhere. Yeah. not saying that Ben's done that at all. I'm, I'm sure that Ben, if Torquay go up, will want to be a part of the Torquay squad next season. Absolutely. Well, yeah, who wouldn't? If Torquay are yeah. going up into League Two, you know, if other League Two clubs are interested, you've got to look at whether they're going to be a better proposition than Torquay in League indeed, Two. Indeed, indeed. Um, anyway, draw a line under that one as well. Yeah. Various other random things scribbled into my notebook here as well. Thanks, David Gladman, for uh, getting in touch. We talked about the shirt last week, the Sangsters shirt, mm. the white one with the blue, yellow, blue stripe on it. Uh, a couple of those in um, Pinnacle's crowd pictures from Saturday, I noticed. Uh, but David Gladman sent me a picture of him in his. He's in, he's in Kilmarnock these days, but he bought it from Sangsters with the proceeds of his paper round around Peyton at about the same time as I must have. He may have come wow. out of the shirt Sangsters as I went in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he sent us a picture of that. Thanks for that. And he did confirm that the Scottish playoff system, uh, you play a team from the league above as well, as you said. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah and Kilmarnock have uh, been involved in that as well. I shall be up his, his neck of the woods in two weeks' time for a wedding. So wave as I go past Kilmarnock. Keep your Talker United scarf in the back. Yeah, window. I will do. Have you seen the Bico advert that comes on in the middle of the Euro 2020s where the Barcelona players are in somebody's kitchen? No. There's this, they're trying to persuade, there's this impossibly glamorous metropolitan family trying to persuade their little girl to eat vegetables. Mm. Yes, I have. And the Barcelona players are summoned to uh, come into the kitchen and do various excruciatingly awkward things with vegetables and well, that sounded wrong it does um, sound do various wrong. excruciatingly awkward things around what the kind fridge. of channel are you watching <laughs> well that's not the kind of thing we normally have on the podcast <laughs> but there we go I, it was, it's all I think very, they're encouraging uh, the children to eat their vegetables yeah, they're I'm right. yeah. Just... Yeah, dig me out of this hole that I've dug myself Richard um, but it just reminded me of the Spark World advert. It's it's kind of oh, it's gosh, a pale yes. imitation of the the um, of course it the is Danny Stevens Elliot Bunyan Spark World advert. If yeah. you want to put footballers in a kitchen larking about with appliances, yeah, then look no further than the uh, the gold standard one, which is the Spark World. Yeah, advert. I'd forgotten about that. That's on YouTube, Indeed. you know. Is it? I might even put it in with this story somewhere. 
I, I, I think there should be a crowdfunding uh, thing for that for that to be on <laughs> ITV directly after the the, the, the Beco advert. They should, they should at least put it on the Talker United big screen from yes. time to time. Yes. Just to cheer us all up. Um, I made a little note of that. I have made a note of um, the Talky Wales connection because isn't Kiefer Moore playing well? He is. He had a great game yesterday. I thought Shamey didn't score, and he obviously did. he scored in the first game, which was brilliant. He's getting um, roughed up in every game as I, well. He I, ended I, up shedding blood again yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I saw um, again internet talk during the closed season. Him being linked with thirty million plus moves to the Premiership. This is just people making up numbers, but um, it wouldn't it be good to see him playing in the Premiership? Well, it would because there aren't very many players in the Premiership like him anymore. No, are there? there aren't, and 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 you know, uh, I also saw an internet story about about uh, non-league players who are playing at Chel- uh, yeah. uh, Cheltenham at, <laughs> at the, the, the European Championships, and um, he, he was not mentioned in the in in the mm. rundown of players, but he was mentioned in the kind of intro. Yeah. Um, having once played against a small crowd of made up with men and their dogs. And I thought, well, not sure about yeah, that. Sure. Well, Although he did play for Paint and yeah, Saints. I was going to say, Paint and Saints don't play in front yeah. of massive crowds with no. respect to Paint and Saints. But uh, no, I so said he's doing really well. But yeah, you wonder, he's almost reinventing the wheel because so many teams have tried to find clever ways of playing false nines and not playing with a big target man because that's kind of old fashioned. And here's Kiefer Moore proving that actually if you do play with a big target man who can play a bit, uh, you get results. Um, Especially if you've got delivery that's coming from a player like Gareth Bale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What a delivery that was for the first oh, goal yesterday yeah, to was, Aaron Ramsey. I was off the settee in a, in a trice. Also, that. though, what a penalty. <laughs> yeah. But if, I, it was they funny needed Dean Moxie, didn't they? Well, if you look at the players' faces, if you look at the, the TV highlights, the YouTube highlights of the Torquay game, Dean Moxie's face, they zoom in on Dean Moxie's face. Absolutely concentrated. Utterly concentrated. He's looking down at the ball. Yeah. He's concentrated. He's not he's letting anything phase him. Absolutely. Taking no notice of anything outside that little channel. Yeah. Whereas Gareth Bale looked terrified yesterday. <laughs> I've never seen a player look quite so anxious I wonder if there's a precedent for a player placing the ball on the penalty spot and walking back to his teammates and saying, actually, to be honest, no, I don't fancy this. Someone else have a Someone else have yeah. a Because <laughs> that's how it looked. And sure enough, he put it over the top. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was amazing to see him put it over as well. I mean, there's one thing you don't do is, is miss, the, miss the, the goal, isn't it? I mean, yeah. OK, sometimes uh, goalkeepers can read your, your, your shape yeah. and, and, and get to the ball or they can make miraculous saves. But if you're a penalty taker, the worst thing is, putting it over isn't it and so they came up with some stat didn't they after the game that it was the first time anybody had actually missed the target with a penalty in the Euros for a very very right. long time I forget but then uh, right at the death when you're expecting him to hold the ball up <laughs> yeah. at the corner twice he cuts inside and, and finds room to find a pass into the box now the first so, time it didn't come off the second time it obviously did but how I mean how beaten is that defence that they saw him do it once and then they, and then they, just they didn't treat he, was, they were gonna, yeah. he was going to do it a second time yeah. great finish great great stuff England Scotland tomorrow Gordon Strachan has just been on um, Radio 5 and he was brilliant by the way was if he's he? on catch up anywhere he was on with Adrian Charles and he's extremely good um, on the game that's going to be a good game isn't it your household's a bit divided isn't it I have it? a divided household yes. yeah you do yeah. yeah Nell will be cheering for Scotland she will be um, yeah and you'll have the three lines on the shirt. I will, and uh, I've got obviously Nell's sons and daughters, uh, all Scottish 
fans. Uh, two boys live up there, so uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, yeah. ninety minutes. For I might the, have for to ring household. you tomorrow night to uh, just check you're yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. just uh, yeah, just 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 <laughs> depends how it goes, guy. Absolutely. And we're still in Scotland for the goals on the move because Manny Duku, who was at Wraith Rovers, yes, and had a poor second half of the season but a got, wonderful first half of the season has got himself a decent move he's gone to Inverness Caledonian Thistle has he so he's got that's a decent move for Manny yeah. so he's still he's you know he's still figuring so we'll in. be tra- tracking him again next season two X goals have gone to Dartford this is um, it's thanks by the way to the X goals Twitter feed which has retitled itself X goals dash not just a Kiefer Moore page <laughs> um, Adi Aziz has gone to Dartford and so has Jake Robinson Okay. So they'll both be playing there. Jaden Stockley has made his move to Charlton Athletic permanent. Yeah. Joss Labadee uh, has gone to Walsall from Newport okay. County. And Scott Bowden has been released by Chesterfield, which probably should have been higher up our agenda today. Yeah, uh, I think that was always obviously going to happen, yeah. wasn't it? He obviously wasn't getting on with the people there and uh, and, and and came to us. Uh, I noticed that Chesterfield have, have offered... Um, uh, Fraser Kerr a new deal yes so yeah. it was almost a swap really wasn't it in yeah. some ways it'd be interesting I mean obviously the, the, the elephant in the room is the Torquay United retained list which will come which will come after Sunday probably yeah. come quite quickly after Sunday yeah, yeah. Um, it, this, it's a dreadful time of the season um, we've said this before you know these aren't rich people these are young players with families with mortgages and that and this is an awful time of the season for them the uncertainty around contracts <clears throat> I imagine that uh, everything's pretty much decided at playing more but whether not... you tell the players before a game like I don't this think I doubt so. no um, I really don't think so I'm sure I know I, I know uh, Matt Taylor did last year uh, no. I, I think Dean Moxie knew before the before why, the playoff final that? That, yeah. that he was on his way and then of course he got himself sent off in the playoff final for overstretching and catching the player but um I think okay, and Gary's up it, it is an awkward one yeah. because some players are going to want to know mm. and still play some players aren't going to want to know um, I guess the manager will know the, 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 the character of the player and how, yeah. how knowing or not knowing yeah. might affect them and as I was just going to say Gary's been at this a long time he's yeah. been a long time in management he's dealt with dozens of retained lists he yeah. knows which players need which approach I suppose but it's a painful time, um, and I imagine that next week's podcast, while well, we're hopefully euphoric mm-hmm. about um, what happens on the, on Sunday, we'll be uh, reflecting on some tough decisions. And there's always the player that is offered a new contract who doesn't accept it as well and goes elsewhere, so we've got all that to look forward to. <laughs> we have. It's uh, it's going to be a season that keeps on giving. Yeah. And the new season will be on us even before we know it. Apparently Argyle and Exeter are back in pre-season training uh, the week after next. The draws have been done for the very first rounds of the FA Cup already. Yeah. Um, all that. Um, uh, Grief. Not much room in the paper at the moment, so I haven't done a feature on that, but I will be doing yeah. as soon as space allows, because space is very much being taken up by Talk United at the moment. But, um, it is. Yeah. So as soon as these players get um, get Sunday out of the way, it's not as if they can all head off to Mykonos for a week. No, again. exactly. This, this week, they'll all just have to head back down to Babacan for a few well, days. Well, funny you should say that. I, I went for a drink with uh, my, my my mate Mike who was 50 last week so he had friends down Happy from birthday, Mike. Uh, yeah he, so he had friends down 
from London who used to live up there and uh, we went down to uh, Odicombe to start with for a drink down there and then we walked along to Babacombe Beach and on Babacombe Beach enjoying a, a can of lager with a, were um, uh, Joe jo Lewis and Billy Waters sitting there quite happily uh, just just soaking up the sun and enjoying the day that started so well in the morning. There are worse places yeah. to um, to pass away a, a, a week of the summer before training starts mm. again. Because presumably next season is going to be back to normal. The first fixtures will be the second week of August, as always. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be helter skelter, isn't it? Yeah. It's Very quick turnaround. But then it, the good thing for podcast listeners is it means you and I won't have to waffle for quite so long no. in the summer. No, shorter podcasts. <laughs> Talking of which, I think that brings us to the end of the agenda for this week. Can um, I just pay tribute to the dogs for keeping quiet this they week? They did well, didn't yeah. they? They did, they did very, very well. well. Uh, we'll all be singing Sweet Caroline up at Ashton, uh, Ashton Gate on Sunday. Uh, commiserations to those people who didn't get tickets but at least it's on the TV and yep. it's probably showing at your local pub which would love to have your custom yeah absolutely I know there's a year. couple of pubs around I won't name names because that's favouritism but there's 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 one in, 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 in St Mary Church specifically I know that plays plays uh, the live games yeah so yeah, the your your, um, your local landlord will be very happy to see you yeah and, and uh, if they're not showing talky the ask them why yeah 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 they should be um, and that's it for the podcast this week. Um, we will be on the press. I don't know how good the view is from the press benches at Ashton Gate. I have been there once before, although I think it's all changed since then. I, yeah. I, I think the, probably the stand that I was in has, has been replaced by something more high tech. <laughs> but um, I remember seeing Alex Russell score a goal and I'm sure Gary Johnson was the manager, although I might be wrong. Well, there you go. That's good. I'm almost, I'm almost sure that's the case. Do you not want to think about how many years ago that is now? Not really, no. no. It would have been... I would have been working ago. for the Indy just before moving up to London. So it will be around 2004 or five. I would have thought. That makes you feel old, doesn't it? Yeah. There you go. Thanks for your time. This has been a, a pre-playoff final. We've gone on quite a long time. Um, but enjoy. Hopefully some of you are listening to this on the car on the way up yeah, to, why not? the M5. Uh, and we'll, we'll keep you company. One of the things that it says in our press accreditation is that club colours are strictly forbidden in the ground. So it's yellow, yellow and blue boxer shorts. Yeah, guys, blue boxer shorts. <laughs> uh, and we won't get the opportunity, but I expect we'll sneak it in sometime to uh, say, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows.